Welcome, everyone, to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Work. Guys, I got a super fun uh, Halloween horror episode. Thanks to everyone who submitted their real-life ghost stories for this episode. I have got Gabe Matthews, a paranormal investigator, leader of the Truth Searchers. He's a handful. This episode, uh, I hope you guys have a lot of fun with it. It's just, I'm so looking forward to it. Let's get into it. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Gabe Matthews. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Um, I am a big fan of your work. And uh, for those who don't know you, let me just start there. For those who don't know you, you are lead investigator at the Truth Searchers Paranormal Investigators. You are a certified paranormal investigator. You were also the founder of the Greenville Ghost Tours in Greenville, South Carolina. Correct. Yeah. Anything? I'm a you know paranormal enthusiast, a paranormal educator. You know just uh, all around uh, researcher, paranormal yeah. researcher. Perfect. I um, I found you deep in a uh, YouTube uh, viewing hole, a rabbit hole, um, as we call them, and uh, and I have been a, a big fan of your work ever since. So I really appreciate you taking time, um, Gabe. So I, I uh, you know I, I've been thinking a lot about about this recently. So. Uh, I always want to try to be a, a resource for veterinarians and veterinary professionals, and I think we do a lot of, of good here. It, it came to my attention recently that we really, in our profession, do not have uh, resources. We really do not have support for people who are having things like hauntings or sure. like possession or um, a clown in the sewer is, you know, doing things or, um, you know, um, being dragged to hell. None of those things are really supported by the infrastructure that we have in our profession. No doubt. And, you know, the, the veterinarian, uh, you know, community seems to not support these things. Also, believe it or not, the paranormal community does not do enough with animals either. And, you know, I do a lot of uh, paranormal research on animals uh, as well as humans because it only makes sense that uh, a ghost could be a cat or a dog or a bird or, or an animal, a fish even. Uh, it doesn't always have to be a human, and I don't know why all these paranormal uh, teams and shows always jump to a human ghost. Yeah, I, you know, I, that never really occurred to me, and it was when I had that realization that it's like, hey, you know, um, animals can be possessed, they can have spirits, th things like that as well. I'm like, why why don't we hear more about, you know, hauntings in vet clinics, things like that? And so you you and I are, are exactly in alignment here. What, what I want to do, I actually put out a call if to- If you don't mind, no, before ahead. we get uh, started, do, do you mind just smudging her a little bit? What is it, so, so what is- so, so smudging is the act of burning sacred herbs for spiritual cleansing in order to cleanse the air of negative spirits. Because we're indoors, I can't do smoke, so I do have a smudging alternative. And this is some Palo Santo smudge spray. And you know, I smudge regularly, so I just kind of spray if you, you don't, spray if you don't on, mind. On your clothing? Yeah, uh, okay. Wherever is um, you might have any dark energy or uh, okay. you know, well, it, okay. a dark passenger or- Okay. Um, um, do, um, is there a dose that you recommend for your smudging? Is it like a... I, I actually believe that the smudging is is rare to, to have as sprays. Okay. Um, I'd prefer to do a, a smoke 
ritual. Okay. You know, get um, some white sage or Palo Santo and kind of burn it and, and have it go, the smoke kind of fill your home. Um, and like do a, it regularly. Like a feel-away diffuser, but for Sure. Spirit. And, and I'm sure you could have a, a, a smudging diffuser in your home as okay. well. It would make a lot of sense. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm here for that. Um, so when I, had, I reached out to the audience and I had uh, I asked people, you know, have you had paranormal experiences in, in the vet clinic or veterinary related? And I, and I got a couple of, uh, of responses. And so I got my, my team to go ahead and, and turn those into audio for us. And so I've got a couple of things. What I want to do is, is uh, I've probably got four or five of them. Let, I have not listened to them, just so you know. So this will be the first time I'm hearing them as well. Lest you and I, uh, I'd like to listen to, to these stories, authentic uh, paranormal stories from veterinary medicine. And then, uh, and then we can kind of break that down. See if there's things that, that you would recommend, uh, things that we could do differently. You know, how do we, uh, best practices. I'm really sort of looking for those things. It's always trying to support, always trying to help, always trying to make better. You know? I also want to state for the record that I don't have any psychic uh, ability or I have, you know, very low ESP. Okay. So I have not heard these, nor have I used any psychic ability to okay. uh, pre-meditatively um, know them before going into this. All right, great. We're on equal footing then. That's good. All right. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's listen to the first one. This is Late Night Food Order, submitted by Kim Morin. Narrated by Tyler Grogan. One morning, we walked into the clinic and there were two small dog food bags on the floor in our reception hall, the one that connects pharmacy to the lobby. We decided to check out the security footage and it looks like those bags had a mind of their own. Instead of gracefully falling off the shelf, they decided to take flight. We even tried to recreate it, but they always hit the counter and bounced down. It's like they had some supernatural assistance. Now here's the real spine tingling part. That hallway has motion sensors for the lights, and they never blinked to life during this bizarre event. The timestamp, if memory serves me right, was somewhere between 1.15 and 1.30 in the morning. We've all got our suspicions, but it looks like there are some nocturnal ghostly visitors at our hospital. Well, first of all, wow. Um, there's uh yeah so I, I you know I don't I don't know how how you hear stories like that and don't and don't get a little bit concerned about about your own vet practice so uh, you still okay so Gabe how common is this that we see things moving on on camera that is actually caught recorded is that is that abnormal are you surprised by that is that no, is not that surprised at all I mean a lot of uh, paranormal activity comes from security cameras uh, it's pretty normal pretty common occurrence uh, my first thing would. I'd want to review the security footage to get a visual on, on what that happened, uh, you know, to kind of see what's going on there. You know, if it, is it gravity, you know? And if it's not, then we're getting into the paranormal uh, realm. Um, did the motion sensors not coming on, the lights not coming on, does that mean anything to you or is that... Is that no, uh, ghosts have been able to set off motion sensors uh, uh, devices, but okay. they've also uh, been able to not set them off. And, you know, I believe that ghosts are energy and they can kind of manipulate these devices as they wish, kind of. Okay. Okay. So that's not a, okay. That doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. All right. Um, if, uh, if, if you were, if you were seeing things like this, moving uh, food bags, stuff in the practice, 
Is there any sort of best practices you would have, things that you would be thinking about doing differently? Do we need to appease spirits, any, anything like that? Yeah, so it, it does depend if this is a, a benevolent or a nefarious spirit. Okay. If it's benevolent, you know, I usually just let them kind of freely come about. I, okay. I try to invite all the benevolent spirits into my home. Um, I like to have, you know, buddies to hang out with and, you know, have parties and such. Uh, but if they're nefarious, you do want to kind of rid them off and, yeah. you know, do a smudging ritual. I think setting up a cameras in the, in the active spots uh, would be a good first step. Okay. I, I like that a lot. That, that makes total sense to me. Like, there's, there's got to be some nuance here. Um, you know, as you said, nefarious, not so much, but benevolent. Like, like we, don't, we don't need to go to the mat to try to get rid of, of good energy. That, 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 all, that all tracks. Um, let's go ahead. Uh, I think our, our second story, uh, let, let's have a listen to this. This is Can You See Them? Submitted by Emily Kinney and narrated by Kelsey Beth Carpenter. So it was toward the end of my ER shift, around 10 p.m., when a mother and her young daughter, probably around six years old, came in with their critical dog. They were eventually brought back to the treatment area to see their dog and talk to the doctor. As the mother and doctor were talking, the little girl was looking all around the treatment room, and she had this really concerned look on her face. Then, at a break in the conversation, the little girl turns to her mom and says, Can you see them? All the dogs and cats? You can all go to heaven now. It's okay. We all stood there completely silent. She said it like we could all see the ghost dogs and cats she could see. The other tech and I slowly backed out of the room. That's uh, that's the first story I've heard of, of children. Usually the kids are, you know, not there late at night, but this is like an emergency practice, and so kids are in. Uh, talk to me about, about, about children's awareness of spirits versus adults. Should we have children that we bring in to see if they see anything? Should we, uh, yeah, do we be, be aware of, you know, should, how much stock should we, if a kid comes into my clinic and they're like, hey, do you see them? Uh, should I put a lot of stock in that? Are they better equipped to, to, to recognize paranormal signs than I am? Like, wh where do I go with this? Yeah, it's a known phenomenon that children uh, are able to see and feel spirits more than adults and, and humans. And also animals as well uh, have been known to be able to sense or maybe see. I don't know. You might be able to help me with, are they seeing it? Are they feeling it? You know, what is the animal doing? But they're at least able to sense them more than, than adult humans. And, uh, you know, as far as the children versus adult thing, you know, as we get older, you know, people kind of, you know, teach you a lot of, you know, science and, and skills. Uh, and they also like, you know, give you reasons to not believe something. Uh, and, but you know, at the end of the day, as an adult, you know what you saw. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't think that you should let your, you know, senses deceive you in any way. Yeah. Uh, but the children have this, these active imaginations and they're more open-minded and they're, um, you know, as an adult, it's like, okay, this is this is the wind or something. Whereas the kid thinks it could be the wind, it could be a ghost, it could be, you know, a monster, it could be all these things. And their imagination is just uh, much wider. And an animal, I don't know, maybe you could help me with this. What are they thinking? What does an animal think? 
Well, that's what I, I was kind of. Uh, that's what I was kind of wondering. I, it's 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 hard to know. I mean, obviously, animals react, and we don't know what they react. Have you ever seen a cat just like take off running out of the room? Hundred Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe they see something we don't see. I, I don't know. So I think this story is interesting too because you know um, she says to the uh, to the spirits that she sees, "You can go ahead and go." And I'm like, why wouldn't they go ahead and go? Like, why would pets? Is it because they didn't hear that they were a very good boy enough? Like, what what keeps them here? And that's very possible. I mean, they said it was critical. I imagine it was kind of towards the the end of its life cycle anyway. Yeah. So I might have been going anyway. But that is a good point. You know, were was is there something they could have done to kind of make it last longer? And the, the child kind of noticed that this yeah. was happening. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a matter of uh, the child. You know, having that uh, feeling, that sense. Yeah, okay. Um, let's let's go to our uh, our next one. This is my clinic has a ghost, submitted by April Moore, narrated by Maria Prita. The first time I ever had an experience with a ghost, I was cleaning kennels by myself on Thanksgiving Day. As you can imagine, the kennels were full, being that it was a holiday. One of my coworkers said she might stop by while I was there. So when I heard the kennel door slam, a voice talking, and the dogs going crazy barking, I thought it was my coworker. I walked to the side of the kennel and there was nobody there, but the dogs were still barking. So then I thought, maybe my coworker had went somewhere, some other part of the clinic. I went out the door and looked for her, but found nobody. Looked outside and only my vehicle was there. I went back to cleaning as normal with this weird feeling that I was being watched. Since then, we've had the water on, our water fountain turn on by itself, meds fly off the shelves as we walk by, and a lot of those, I'm being watched moments. Our ghost is a woman, and so far, I'm the only person that has ever heard her actual voice. Where are you? There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Um... A uh, human ghost, I think, is interesting. Um, we haven't, you know, we've we haven't gotten that necessarily from other stories. I was True. kind of thinking a lot of animal ghosts, but um, human ghosts. Uh, the voice, I think, is interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so we had what four things happen? We had a voice. We yeah. had a water ball again, right? So, you know, when you have one piece of evidence, you know, it's good to you know try to cor- cor- corroborate it with other evidence. So, when you have all these things, it kind of leads you to more towards the paranormal, right? Yeah. Because all these things seem to be like a paranormal event. I also find it interesting. They're talking about Thanksgiving. Holidays, uh, I believe, are more active uh, for paranormal because, especially for human ghosts, because they have a reason. They remember this holiday. So they're they're going to be more active. They want to be with their friends and family. So they're going to, you know, do something on this specific day. So stepping back here, uh, in this case, we've got we've got slamming doors, we've got barking dogs. Again, I'm assuming we don't know if this is a nefarious or a benevolent spirit. It's hard to say. And again, I think doing the documentation. Now, again, if you do have a nefarious spirit, you do want to have some removal 
um, possibilities. There's different ways of doing this. Okay. You know, smudging is is the first step. Okay. You know, but if you if you smudge and it does not work, you have to resort to other methods. Uh, probably calling a professional, and I, I would usually probably start with your local paranormal investigation team okay. um, and see if if they can uh, get rid of it. By there's different devices you can use. You can you know put off a lot of energy to kind of force it out. Um, but you know there's many different ways. But I think uh, having a, a parent a certified parent investigator like myself or whatever city you're in uh, to have them come and see what they can do and then um, for me for instance if it ends up being like demonic I usually have to call in an expert in that right um, so like a priest yeah and you know sometimes it has to do with witches so you have to get someone who's a you know into witchcraft and that's I'm, a whole I'm different learned. person right well I no, I can do it. I just um, sometimes I have to call in someone who's a little more ex expert in that. I'm actually sure. learning a little bit about so witchcraft. Yeah, like referral. Yeah. We do sure. that. Yeah, I mean, so you as a veterinarian, right? You know, I'm sure that there's different levels that you might have to refer it to another veterinarian, exactly. right? Right. Yeah. So okay. exactly like that. All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so basically, um, you know, some smudging, uh, burning of herbs, incense, extracts, things like that. And then pretty much after that, you're, you're looking at, at a professional to come in. I mean, that's what I would recommend. I mean, there's books and stuff you can read to try to remove it on yourself. But it's like, you know, if you have an issue with your car, are you just going to go fix your engine or are you going to call no, an auto okay. mechanic? All right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Have, we got a, uh, have we got another story? One more story? All right, we got one more story. Let's, let's have a listen. This is There Was No One There, submitted by Sima Benavides and narrated by Stephanie Goss. Rumors have been going around for years that the clinic is haunted. We've had late shift techs confirm this and have even had some overnight techs quit because they've heard footsteps and voices. A few years ago, I saw one of my doctors round the corner in the hallway, walking quickly towards his office. I walked towards him and followed because I had a client on the phone with a question. He was about 10 feet in front of me and went into the office and slammed the door. I assumed that he was mad about something, and I decided to wait a few minutes outside the door to give him some time to cool off. After a few minutes, I knocked on the door, but there was no answer. I waited, and then I decided to crack open the door and peek inside and just say sorry to interrupt, but... So, I cracked open the door. There was no one in the office. There's only one way in or out, and I was standing outside the door the entire time. I didn't see anyone leave. I don't know who I saw, but I call him Stan. I don't know about this one, Gabe. I gotta tell you, I, I, uh, I, have, I have hidden from technicians who wanted me to call people back before. I've hidden in boxes behind doors do um, so you think this is probably not a ghost? I, it, might, it might not. I'm just saying uh, it would not be the first time that a doctor has recognized they were being followed by a technician or front desk person and and hid. Yes. Like I've just so I've she seen this before. She opened the door, saw no one was there. The dude could have just been hiding under Right the behind the door, yeah. in the paneling, in the ceiling. You know, there's... You, I'm not saying you've no. You've done this before. I'm just telling you, when I heard this story, I was like, It does yeah. sound like... It sounds like you. There's... Yeah, <laughs> Could have been, could have been me earlier in my career. But anyway, I, I don't know. It's also possible that this was a, a, a spirit impersonating a doctor. Do you hear of spirits impersonating people very often? She seemed like she was like, I know that guy. 
that's the doctor. And then she got there and there was no one there. It's certainly impossible that a spirit could uh, try to pretend to be someone else. A hundred percent, that could be a thing. I, you know, listen to this. I was really disappointed because I was like, oh, it's going to be an animal ghost. It's going to be an animal ghost. And immediately we got voices, you know, I, unless it's a, a bar, you know, animals don't really have voices. So it was kind of a human one. Um, so I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, and you're, you're right. This, it's hard to know. And I, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I appreciate all the stories that we got. So I want to say uh, right here, first of all, thanks to everybody for sending their stories in. I really appreciate them. This has been something I have been really interested in. Gabe, thank you for being here and talking to this with us. Uh, do you have uh, do you have favorite resources? Do you have places that uh, people want to learn more that you would send them to start sharpening their skills and knowledge? Sure. You know, um, if you're interested in reading about you know paranormal investigation. Uh, you know, John Keel has some good stuff. You know, some of the stuff can be kind of boring. Uh, Fiona Broom is always good. Hans Holzer. Um, yeah, and then also sometimes I like to uh, listen to the skeptic side as well, you know, and, and a good place to start, probably just uh, Carl Sagan's Demon Haunted World if you want to get kind of, uh, you got to know what your um the people that are against you are thinking. So right. I think that's always a good place to Great. start. Great, I'll put some. Uh, I'll put some links down in the show notes. Where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, Paranormal TSPI is uh, my YouTube channel. That's probably the first place. And if you're ever visiting Greenville, South Carolina, GreenvilleGhostTours.com. Sounds great. Thanks for being here, guys. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And horrifically, that's all that we have. I hope this spine-tingling episode brought a big smile to your face. Um, yeah, it was just super fun. I, I love doing goofy, fun stuff like this. Let me know if you guys enjoy it. I, I just, all I, I need just a little bit of encouragement to do weird stuff like this because I just, I just love it. I, I think this, I think it's fun to, to sit back and, and to think about the, the fantastic of our profession and our world and just to, just to have a good time and laugh. So anyway, guys, Take care of yourselves. Happy Halloween, everybody. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I was really disappointed. No fish ghosts. You yeah, know? no, I, 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 I thought, yeah, I thought for sure we'd get a, a fisherman, uh, you know, veterinarian, uh, you know, still well, it, fish. It's know? the first. It's the first year we've asked. I think. I think people probably need to to hear that. Hear that we're yeah, maybe, doing good work. Maybe lean into like, hey, maybe fish fishes next year. Okay. Everyone likes fishies.